Every Thursday, we'll be releasing a pair of interviews with some amazing nonprofits talking about their awesome impact in the communities they are in. We'll talk about some challenges they've faced and chat about their best tips and tricks that might just help your organization do good better. Hey, enjoy these mini episodes of inspiration that make a major difference in the lives of those served by these incredible nonprofits. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Hey, you busy fundraiser. Yeah, you. Listen, I know you're busy planning an event and you shouldn't have to worry about what software you're using for events and online giving and peer-to-peer fundraising and auctions and mobile bidding and text-to-give. It's all at OneCause, OneCause.com. Listen, I've been using OneCause for a long time with clients all over. It's designed for busy fundraisers. It's intuitive. It's a powerful fundraising solution for your next event and you should be using it. Go to onecause.com. They're a sponsor of the show. They're amazing. They're awesome. And there's free resources galore at onecause.com. Check them out today. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So contact Brady Martz to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we speak with uh, folks who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. Most of the time, they're people who are running small, medium-sized nonprofits. They have the best advice for you, and I would love to introduce you to our guest today, Tish Hevel. She is the executive director of the Brain Donor Project. Tish, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you, Patrick, for having me. I'm looking forward to it. I'm super excited to learn all about uh, what you do and uh, what you got going on. And like others, you probably find us on uh, iTunes or Spotify or YouTube. They're probably very interested in the uh, the project that you're working on, but they might not know all of the details. So to kick us off, Tish, would you give us a 5,000-foot view on who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today? Absolutely. Thanks for asking. So we are a nonprofit that supports the brain banks of the NIH. Um, It's called the Neurobiobank. And it's kind of interesting because um, neuroscientists had trouble getting access to this tissue. And so a few years ago, the NIH said, all right, all right, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get into the brain banking business to help simplify this and reduce these barriers to access because that's the most precious tissue that they need. And we need them badly because there haven't been enough breakthroughs in, in neuroscience research in quite a while. 
So um, they had just started this thing called the Neurobiobank that, that provides this tissue to researchers all over the world in academia and in industry. And we happened upon it uh, when my father passed and we were researching uh, his diagnosis, which was Lewy body's dementia. We kept coming across brain donation, brain donation. We we're like, what the heck is that? So um, we were able to arrange to donate my dad's brain, but it was terribly complicated at the time because they just hadn't gotten around to that. So we called the National Institute of Neurologic Disorders and Stroke and said, hey, could you use some help with this? And they said, uh, yeah. So we started this nonprofit with the sole purpose of supporting those brain banks um, by simplifying the process to become a brain donor and by raising awareness of the critical need. We started talking about this after my dad um, passed. You know, a lot of friends were like, well, I didn't know that was a thing. Can you help me do it? And I was like, well, let me see what we can do to, to make it better first. So we launched just over six years ago. And as of today, we have suppressed 15,000 people who have pre-registered uh, to donate their brains when they die. They wow. need them really bad. There are too many um, uh, incorrect assumptions, actually, about brain donation. The first question I get all the time is, well, I've got the box checked on my driver's license. Surely that's a part of this. Well, surely it is not. Um, mm. You have to make separate arrangements. They don't routinely uh, recover brains since we don't really transplant those. And so, you know, donating for neuroscience research is a, is a whole other category. Or people think I'm going to be an anatomic uh, body donor. The brain's part of that, right? Not really. The brain is not studied um, for neuroscience as part of, of body donation. It's just used for anatomic. Uh, people are afraid it's going to be disfiguring. It's not. The brain is removed through the back of the head. So the idea of a, uh, an open casket is still an option. It doesn't cost the family anything when you donate through us to the uh, neurobiobank. Um, and it's, you know, there are some fantastic benefits. One of them is that the family, and I can say this because it happened to us and I've heard it from so many people, the family feels a really tremendous sense of comfort that knowing that something positive could come from a terrible loss. That's one thing. And the second thing is the brain bank provides a report of their findings neuropathologically. And so in many cases with neurodegenerative diseases, that's the only definitive diagnosis the family's going to get. Um, so it does tell you what they find in terms of what diseases of the brain are discovered, the stage of the disease and, and the region or regions of the brain that are impacted. Terribly critical need. Neuroscientists need the tissue really bad. And that's my story. You know, it's funny that I, uh, for, uh, for Christmas, I got a um, sort of the background of like what whatever my history is, right? So like, what what do I, where am I from? What do I do? Turns out I'm not as Irish as I thought I was. So that's kind of a fun fact. <laughs> you get this nice little report on where you came from. Isn't it amazing that you've got an opportunity now to not only uh, see what was happening in, you know, your, your noggin the entire time, but here's what the best part is, is that you're now a part of a system that is going to be the future of drugs and research and therapies for individuals after you, well after you, the same way that you talk about donors, you talk about sort of like, hey, your gift is going to plant a seed that you won't even begin to see grow. It's exactly what you'll be doing if you do this. Now, this has got to be a complicated process, Tish. How on earth do I do this? What is the first step that you use in order to get this brain into the hands of scientists to research what the heck's going on? It's not complicated. Oh. It's, it's really great. So you go to our website, which is braindonorproject.org. 
And you can learn all about brain donation there. Very robust FAQ section. When you're ready, there is a little button that says brain pre-registration. And that's where you go. And the first question it asks, are, are we doing this for you? Or are you doing this on behalf of somebody else? The second question is something to the effect of, are we in any kind of a hurry here? So we know whether to expedite. The remaining questions, it's, it's real brief. It's mainly just contact information and room for a diagnosis at the end. And based on that, once that's submitted, we determine which of the brain banks in the NIH's neurobiobank structure makes the most sense for that particular individual. If we're not in a hurry, we send their registration forms and provide information about how to get those in the right hands. If we are in a hurry, then we share a phone number and move things along. Um, but not until that next set of registration forms is complete and sent back to the brain bank is the person considered a registered future donor of that brain bank. Critical, critical that that takes place prior to death. It's um, nothing can really take place, you know, until all the paperwork is completed because this is America and that's how we roll. Mm. Um, and so, and it has to be done super quickly. So that makes sense for that to happen. And then, and then the brain banks take it from there. They provide information about what to do at time of death. The nutshell is they want to be notified super quickly. They want to know about a, a pre-registrant's passing, uh, ideally within an hour of death. Mm. And then the brain bank makes arrangements for the body to be transported someplace local. Typically the procedure takes place at the family's funeral home. Um, then the brain bank sends a pathologist or recovery specialist there to remove the brain, as I said, through the back of the head. He or she ships it to the brain bank, um, no cost to the family when working with these folks. And then the body is technically released to the family once that happens to proceed with whatever burial or cremation takes place. Amazing. And 15,000 thus far, which is pretty amazing, you know, signed up and registered. It's, and I've, I'm pretty sure you've probably had for the last six years, a couple of really fun stories that you, because uh, you, again, running a nonprofit is very difficult. Tish, you know this, uh, ups and downs and the things. What's the story that you've got recently that reminds you of doing the things you're doing? Like this, this matters, this work matters. You know what? It's really hard to pick one story because every single day of my life, I speak to families who are trying to figure out how they can prevent another family down the road from going through the suffering that they have seen in their loved one to the point where, you know, when someone they really care about is on their way to dying, often within hours, they're like, there's one last thing we got to do. And this is what this person wanted. They want to further the knowledge of their disease. They want to advance science so that what we're going through is going to become a thing of the past as quickly as possible. To me, it is astounding how many people are so selfless and so generous at a time when they could be curled up in a fetal position. It really is stunning to me. Um, that's part of it. And the other part is what that does to me every day, because I get off the phone and I think, what was I complaining about? What in my life was, you know, it's such a gut check that I am honored to be able, you know, to, to help them get this done. So there, there's no one thing, but every single day, the stories of these people and, and what they've had to deal with. And the fact that it makes them want to give is overwhelming. It's got to be. It's got to be a wonderful focus point in a, in a time of tragedy for a family to go. Okay, 
everything sucks right now, but guess what? We're going to help this many people with the organs. We're going to help this research with our brain. We're going to help this, this, this. And, and, you know, you always, you know, it sounds morbid, but you got to think of this stuff. It's like, what's my impact when I pass away? Absolutely. You know, and that's, I think what's a, what a wonderful way to ask your, that you know, yourself, like, what am I, what have I done? How have I made the world a better place? And there's a really easy way to go. Happens to be on a website that we'll put in the show notes here a little bit later. Tish, it's very difficult doing nonprofit work. We already established that. What sort of some um, trials and tribulations that you and the uh, the Brain Donor Project have gone through? How are you getting over those? So the first thing is I'm not a scientist and I'm spending all this time with all these people who are, you know, neuroscientists. It's like that's a big old step up from just a scientist. So I, I've had um, a steep learning curve and I'm nowhere near where I wish I was. Um, I'm fortunate that people are patient with me and they want me they want to help me understand the importance of this that that's been a big one and fortunately for me they let me sit on, on these things that are over my head but you pick up little bits and pieces as you go so that was a that was a big one the other one that that hits me in the face all the time we're a very different kind of not-for-profit especially in the medical research space we don't do research we don't fund research. And so we fall into narrow lanes that really aren't very well defined, you know, in terms of institutional funding and that sort of thing. Nobody really says, oh, do you help supply the most critical um, substance known to man when it comes to solving brain disease? Well, yes, yes, we do. No one asks that question. So when we, you know, when they say, you know, we're, we're helping advance science, it's like we're doing it in ways that aren't standard. So that's been a challenge all along. And, um, you know, we're fortunate that we have some very, very generous friends, you know, who, who, who see the value in what we do. But at the point with, with no institutional funding, it's kind of it's kind of tough. We're, you know, one thing we can do is we can scale up or scale back as needed. You know, the, the directory and the registration process is always, always, always taking place. But where that extra comes from is our ability to, to scale beyond. You know, this year, um, you mentioned it earlier to me, we, we had two major successes. One is um, uh, we were a part of a, a big NPR podcast that that made us match last year's total pre-registration numbers in a month. And then the most recent one was we um, were able to host a briefing of the Congressional Neuroscience Committee with some fabulous scientists, which led to us um, proposing a National Brain Donation Awareness Day, which we just did on May 7th. And, and that is going to be supported with a House resolution that was proposed. So that's kind of crazy to be able to do stuff like that and make that kind of noise because it's more critical than ever. And here's why. Anybody who's heard of this thing called the Brain Initiative, which is a giant multi-stakeholder project that was announced during the first Obama administration. The idea is to revolutionize the way scientists learn about the brain. Think about this for a minute, Patrick. In the next couple of years, they're going to need really significant supplies of what are called unaffected control brains. So these are people who have not been diagnosed with the neuro disorder. They die often unexpectedly, certainly from non-neuro causes, but also in accidents. So if we don't do a good enough job of making sure people understand this critical need, there will be people who the first time they learn about brain donation is when they're being asked 
to consent to donate the brain of a loved one, and they haven't even gotten their arms around the fact that that person's gone. That's cruel, A, and B, not likely to get a positive response. You only get a chance to ask that once. So so that's what keeps me up at night, is making sure enough people have at least heard about brain donation and understand why it's important, so that if and when they're faced with it, they're like, oh yeah, that's important. We're going to do that, even in the midst of a crisis. I think you came up with the uh, idea for your marketing campaign uh, alone with that one single question of like, hey, do we organize the most valuable donation of any tissue alive known to man? Yes. Yes, we do. There it is. The, the whole marketing campaign is that. <laughs> Thank Ask you. I'll take heck that. of a lot of questions in that way. Uh, Tish, you've been doing this for six years. You're uh, the more one of the more passionate human beings that I've had the pleasure of uh, interviewing on this podcast, which I freaking love, which means... You probably have a tip or a trick that you could give a nonprofit leader who's looking for a little bit of inspiration to get them out of a hole of whatever it is. What do you got for those who are listening today that says, hey, I'm looking for someone who's got some experience in the field. What do you tell them? You know what? That's that's a great question. And it's not different from any anything else you know. You know, everything is built on relationships. Network yourself, even with people that you just feel like might need to know about you for a reason you can't see yet. You know, it's not always visible at the outset and it's never transactional. Anything you can do to collaborate with people who are smart and get what you're trying to do and you can help them with something. It just it just it just rolls from there. Um, I've met some outstanding people who've been very patient with the fact that that I'm no scientist and the fact that they want to help me understand this so I can do it better is like the biggest honor of all. I don't know about you guys if you're listening out here, but uh, I'm going to use this as my own hype uh, podcast from now on because that's uh, it's like the most fun I've had uh, doing an interview in a very long time. Tish, thank you so much uh, for what you do. Uh, how do people get a hold of you? How do people give you money? How do people understand <laughs> research? Where, where do we go? Where do we go for this? Oh, you're the best. BrainDonorProject.org. That's the site. Um, that's where you register. There are places you can you can donate through the site. You can, if you have ideas for me, you can email me at info at braindonorproject.org or tish at braindonorproject.org. We do all kinds of uh, webinars and we have educational materials I'm happy to share. And I so appreciate you having me. I really, it was great. Great, Patrick. It's Thanks much. A super great interview. Super fun. So as you are wrapping up the podcast, everybody get to the show notes and go click on this and go give Tish a million dollars because you know you want to. And while you're at it, by the way, if you have not signed up or you don't follow this podcast or you haven't even, uh, go go do it. Go give us a review. <laughs> go sign up for this. Make sure that you're catching up on all these amazing interviews because that right there, my friends, was fantastic. Tish, thanks so much for what you do. A to get the word out for this, this is a uh, an unbelievable uh, opportunity. Again, when you know and you work with individuals with Alzheimer's and you work with these, some of these neurological uh, organizations and you realize that the thing that is keeping them from uh, unbelievable success is research because they don't have enough of what you're doing. Kudos to you. Uh, great job on uh, not only the uh, congressional uh, designation for May 7th. Uh, coming up. Hey, congratulations on the 15,000. That's a wonderful milestone. Kudos to you. But thank you so much, even more so than that, for being a guest here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you, Patrick. That was wonderful. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests 
I get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesome, or a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free, because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com, go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, Use the promo code podcast, take 25% off of anything that you purchase, and I'm going to throw in a book as well, because I want you to do awesome, I want you to do awesomer, and I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.